Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. A risk-free $1,000 sports bet. New users can also take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1, win $100 offer. Simply bet $1 and receive a $100 free bet. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. So last night you texted me, are you aware of the monkey story? And I said, I have no idea uh, what you're talking about. And then I looked online. Here are the things that I associate with this story. Stripper. Pole assassin. Pole assassin. You've got a monkey that bit a kid on Halloween. Correct. And you've got a Texas football coach. That's all right. You texted me and said, I know the guy. I have a statement. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, good to have you back from your hiatus. Hey, it's great to be back, man. Thanks. Oh, my God. Listen to him playing up his his I'm sick accent. My left foot. This is how I sound. Dude, this five is... minutes ago before you, you just plugged your nose, bro. No. The no, people no, no. at home know you're playing hurt, bro. I told him you had the sniffles. Quite the opposite. I know. About. I left you a voice note. I hope it... You did. It made the show. It made the show. Nah, this is like as clear as I can get the sinuses at the moment. Well, damn. You need a neti pot. Yeah. Some shit like that. I, you know what I We're realized? Not doctors. 35 years old, I have not figured out how to kick the common cold in these 35 years. I've got no plan when the cold hits. No plan. <laughs> not at all, dude. I'm Googling. Air, airborne. Best over-the-counter cold remedies. <laughs> There's no, no such thing. The big business of, of, of fighting colds is like totally, hey, here's how you fight a cold. Get some rest. Not everybody can do that, but if you can, get some rest. Yeah, yeah. Nine-month-old dad of the year. Today we have Eli Manning. That's probably why he came in. Well, for sure. Uh, we're going to talk to Eli in a few, talk about the Manning cast, talk about a little football, a little Danny Dimes uh, and what he saw from the Giants. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Balls. And then also, yeah, we're going to talk about balls. And we'll draft NBA Unis, the 75th anniversary city edition. Oh, that's, that sounds like a good time. Are out. Make sure you have your computer out so you can look at the uniforms and follow along with us when we get there. Danbury, Connecticut. Hello. Connecticut, why? Felt like we hadn't been 
to Connecticut in a while. Maybe not ever. Connecticut doesn't really roll off the tongue, but I feel if I'm all in my head like this. All right, do a Connecticut association game. First thing comes to mind. ESPN. Okay. A dog, because of the Huskies, but then Bob Diaco. Nice. Yeah, dude. Why yeah. Bob Diaco? Bob Diaco, just, he was fresh in the Yukon gear. Red pants. Red pants, yeah, it's Bob Diaco. Well-fitting. Yeah. And then after that, I don't think about a lot. Maybe Dan Orlovsky? I think about... Uh, well, our guy, Darius Butler, for sure. Yeah. He's the best. I think about Greenwich. Yeah, Greenwich. About uh, folks with, with, with diverse portfolios. Point being, if you're from Connecticut, we're talking about you. Soak it up. Connect, I cut. That's how you spell it. Yeah, it's got a mnemonic. Yeah, yeah. My layup line... November rain. It's November. Look outside, motherfucker. Damn. Yeah. I love fall. Use your illusion. We're yeah, past guns Halloween. And roses, guns and God. roses. My kids have played Paradise City and uh, Welcome to the Jungle to death. I mean, like, I don't like the songs anymore, and that that's tough. Uh, so I'm glad they don't tend to ask me to play November Rain a lot because that is one of the top three Guns N' Roses songs of all time. Maybe one. Where do you rank it, Make? Oh, gosh. For me, November Rain is at seven. Seven. Give me the six out of November Rain. Yeah, so what you're asking for are my top six when you Guns N' Roses songs before, yeah. um, before November Rain. Do, can you name any others without looking at the... Yes. Okay. I think I could have named two. Okay. Sweet Child of Mine in, in Paradise City. I think are the two I could have named. Okay, cool. Okay, but no, my uh, my top seven. It it's uh it starts with Rocket Queen, and then it's Civil War, and then it's Yesterday's. Civil War is in there, and then Locomotive, uh-huh. and then uh, Don't Cry, and then um, Patience. Yeah, and then Patience November is way Rain. too low for you. <laughs> Patience is uh is 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 a Patience, November Rain. And uh, in Civil War for me, at least, unless I'm forgetting. Something. I just hit like three or four of your top seven, I you really and I was just, re- just, I was just pulling them out of a. Here's the deal, man. Digital hat. Here is the deal, man. Last night, before we get into the trade deadline and football stuff, you texted me, "Are you aware of the monkey story?" And I said, "I have no idea uh, what you're talking about." And then I looked online. Here are the things that I associate with this story: stripper with a name, interesting name. Correct. Pole something. Pole assassin. Pole assassin. You've got a monkey that bit a kid on Halloween. Correct. And you've got a Texas football coach. That's all right. And and you you texted me and said, I know the guy. I have a statement. I, yeah. You have a statement to make because last night we teased this. You've got some inside info on Jeff Banks, who's winning or losing the internet right now, depending on how you look at it. Losing. Losing, yeah. He's the main character. Are you ready? Yeah. I have a policy, a personal policy, whereby I do not discuss clients, past or present, perhaps to my detriment, because friends will close on a new home and learn that I haven't shouted the transaction from the mountaintops and take offense. Well, it's your business, beloved clients, not anybody else's, and I'm not going to discuss... (laughs) And I'm not going to leave that in. Leave that in! And I'm not going to discuss it with a soul unless I'm asked to do so. There's one exception to this rule. If you are a client of mine, past or present, and you leave your family for a stripper named Pole Assassin who has a pet monkey who violently attacks a child on Halloween, I might discuss our dealings in public. That's, that seems fair. I had the honor of representing Jeff Banks in his nine-day search for real estate in Central Virginia. That's amazing. 
The man took the special teams job at the University of Virginia for nine days before resigning and taking the same job at Texas A&M under Kevin Sumlin. So as an agent and representative of Jeff Banks, I feel qualified to comment on this story. Is Jeff Banks a man who took a job and left said job in the span of nine days capable of making impulsive decisions? Answers yes. Absolutely, dude. Is the man capable of making good decisions like, say, using Virginia as a stepping stone from UTEP to Texas A&M in less than a fortnight? Or finding love with an exotic dancer named Pole Assassin? Answer is yes. <laughs> is the man capable of burning bridges like not informing his real estate agent that he wouldn't be making an appointment because he was halfway to College Station, Texas? Or allowing a monkey to bite a trick-or-treater at a, at a time when you're being considered for jobs such as the Big Whistle at Wazoo? Answer is yes. So that's my statement regarding so Jeff not, Banks. Not shocked. And, and this is exactly how you thought Jeff yeah. The next time you heard about Jeff Banks would be something like this. Yeah. He was in the running for a big job. Yeah, Wazoo, head coach. Was Pole Assassin on Jerry Springer, too? Yes, yes, Oh, yes. my God, a cherry on top of this motherfucker. Yep, yep. Pole yep. Assassin looks younger than uh, our friend Jeff Banks. Yeah, and, and, and the monkey apparently worked with Pole Assassin in her act. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So yes, if that wasn't made clear, the, the monkey belongs to Pole Assassin oh, and Jeff Banks. So the monkey was like, you know, yeah, I, I gotta, we... And once I tweeted that, that I had ties to the monkey story, she deleted her account. Video no, no. You really think that was related to you? To my tweet? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, okay. But she had just posted a video of their home and where the monkey was located. There was a very fresh do not enter sign. Who knows when it was posted on the monkey enclosure. Um, well, I just want to say, man, this guy, Jeff Banks, he didn't kill anybody, right? You know, he got a, he got a, at the time he thought it was a better job. He skated. Okay. Uh, glad it wasn't my kid getting bit by a monkey on Halloween. I know it's been some years, but could have been Charlottesville. It could have been one of my kids. Our um, thoughts are with the kid. Our thoughts are with the kid. That's the center of this story for me. But if you take a moment to think about the whole picture, what did Jeff Banks really do that's so abhorrent? Monkeys are, you can have monkeys, yeah. Right, families can, can break up, strippers, can dissolve. You can date strippers. Right. I think everybody here is just, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate situation. And my thoughts and prayers are with Jeff Banks, the, but more so with the kid. The lead for me, especially as someone who's just, well, currently, frankly, struggling with a Twitter handle, uh, to go after the name Pole Assassin, to, to, to find the name Pole Assassin. Yeah is remarkable yeah um she on youtube I, what's she doing to the pole assassinating it <laughs> like <laughs> pole assassin pole assassin texas again nothing really that J that jeff banks did that's a fireable offense people were tweeting out that he was in and he was jeff banks was in contention for this job nothing he's doing this is america Okay. Like what is he? What did he do? They they might not have had the right monkey enclosure, but the curb your enthusiasm thing the other night, like it was kind of like that with the pool. It's like right, that with the fence. yeah. You yeah. didn't have the, the fence around the pool. Larry David didn't know. So you're Jeff the, Banks didn't know. You're the AD at Washington State. Yeah. Jeff Banks is most qualified for the job. You're still giving Jeff Banks the job. Yes. And and welcoming Mrs. Pole Assassin to I stand the by Jeff Banks. Okay. I stand by Jeff Banks. Mrs. Pole Assassin's good for recruiting.
Yeah, and Jeff Banks now has name recognition. Dude, not Jeff, many people knew him. This is marketing. If facts were in here, we'd say it was marketing, dude. You really got to think about it. You do. No, and that's I, what facts would say. And I, uh, and I, I, I think we have. Um, do you have any questions for me as a representative of Jeff Banks? Well, yeah. I was. What kind of home was he looking at? Oh, I, I'm not going to yeah. disclose oh. yeah, specifics. Um, you're really that. You're being that guy. Well, I'm also being that guy whose memory isn't so hot from like 12 so years ago. basically, you represented Jeff Banks. You're not willing to tell us anything about it. So we, this is a me story. It's not about Jeff Banks. Oh, it's all about me. <laughs> Have you not realized that yet in our 25 years? Give us a nugget, bro. Give us one fact about Jeff Banks that the public might not know. Good punctuation in emails. Really? Yeah. Solid. Totally. Anybody with good punctuation in emails is hiding something like a stripper girlfriend. Hey, or um, easy. Exactly. But there's nothing, nothing to hide. That's. But the he point. did. But he did. He he ghosted. It wasn't. Hey, by the way, you might have seen. Oh, I, now I that, took another job. That's the worst thing he's done. Right, he is go, I had to read you. about it. He and I. Now he might not get the Washington had State an job. Implied agency going on, yeah, and yeah. he and he and he didn't take the time it's to. Incredible. Me. It's incredible that uh, that that you know Jeff Banks. Yeah. The, the man who uh, who's the main character on the internet today, and maybe shouldn't be. Quite frankly, there's plenty else to talk about, but we're talking about should Jeff be, Banks. Should be Polish. America, folks. Yeah, it should be. You know. Hey, so, also, real quick. Both dark. Didn't see a sticker on your shirt. Did you have? Do you have a sticker on your shirt somewhere? Yeah, I had a sticker on my shirt from middle of last week. It says I voted because I wanted well, to I be wanted sure. To make sure I, I was part of the late, the late rush. You know what I mean? Yeah, day like I want to be a part. Yeah, day of guy. Yeah. Okay, good. We both voted. I got oh, that. We got that. I just want to make sure. Very much voted. I was yep. gonna kick you out of the building. Go do it. Hey, Von Miller started this whole frenzy. Uh, Von Miller traded to the uh, what? Well, frenzy strong. It seems like we're uh, we're we're puttering out here on this trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're, just... we're going to be talking about uh, Melvin Ingram in a second. We're going to be talking about we're going to talk about could... <laughs> Mitch Trubisky maybe talking to the Washington Football Team. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I got that Von Miller notification yesterday, and I was like, damn, dude, when you see ESPN send out a, a thing about Von Miller getting traded. That's a big deal, man. That guy had a Hall of Fame career in Denver alone. And who knows how long the next chapter is. Uh, but, Reed, got to be tough for you. Yeah, yesterday was tough. I think it was uh, early afternoon when that news came through. And uh, I was sad, but I wished Von nothing but the best. He I saw that. Me, and that's heartwarming. That was nice. He gave me uh, some great years of Super Bowl. Uh, some hope watching the Broncos and I could not be happier although I am sad now and it sucks that uh, we're <laughs> not he has watching ruined my him. life now yeah that we're not watching him throughout the season but I uh, the Rams are my side team side team sure. alert mm. side team alert y'all went through a lot Reed and, and Vaughn so touching it was touching yesterday that tweet by you um, Broncos fans got to be got to be bummed but if you look at this thing like pragmatically You've got uh, two picks out of this thing. You save $10 million like immediately. Um, and that's the hard part of this business is as a Denver fan, you're hoping he's happy, but you're hoping he doesn't make you look like a total idiot. You know, like maybe 10 sacks a year would be good, but not 15 in LA, right, Reed? 
No, as many buckets as he wants. Okay, good. He You're... gets as many buckets because I don't think we play him. But if he wins a Super Bowl, it's fine by me. Okay, good. All right, cool. We're, we're Broncos fans are officially rooting for Vaughn. Um, listen, I don't think this is a bad a bad trade for either team. These two teams are in totally different you know places. The Rams are all in on winning, and this tells you it. Uh, all out on the NFL draft. They're all out on the NFL draft, and they have been. They just keep like, I don't know if there's some like economic uh, kind of metaphor here, but they just keep punting. Yep. They just keep punting on the draft. Somebody we'll, else's problem. We'll, we'll, catch up. We'll, catch up. we'll catch up with you all later. We'll, we'll pay these debts later. But I, I'm looking at them, and I'm saying this does make them even more of a contender that I, I think a lot of times you do the sexy thing. You try to, to fill a need and maybe you overextend yourself to do it. Obviously they don't care about overextending themselves, but this is a move that can really help them. It really, Aaron Donald has missed Michael Brockers, you know, like it helps to have a guy like that. Now we're not talking about a D tackle. We're talking about an edge rusher. So I don't mean that he's going to get something out of on that he didn't get out of, of Brock, but not just the Hall of Famer just lined up next to me. <laughs> like it's like one of these fantasy cartoons where like what if Von Miller and Aaron Donald, like this is what's really gonna happen on Sundays. But also it just adds depth to their unit. And um he's a veteran. They're not gonna want him to play fifty plays a game. I think he's gonna embrace whatever role it is he's gonna play in in uh in LA. I think it's probably a relief for Von not to be expected to be Superman every Sunday. Like he's going to be Superman anyways, but Aaron Donald is Superman. Like he doesn't have to strain to do that as he gets up there around 30 and he's coming off of injuries and that sort of thing. And another thing is this Von Miller has never played a home game on artificial turf. And I was tweeting about that yesterday. A lot of people were like, and there's making coughing. A lot of people were like, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. A lot of people were like, what, difference does it make turf and no turf and then Mitchell Schwartz chimed in and was like dude it makes a big difference he can remember immediately when Joey Bosa went down to LA and he had to play him there the dig in like on your power stuff the get off the start to stop stuff I watched Robert Quinn run sideways on on the outside of his foot for years in St. Louis and it was just different at home you know like it's just different at home if you're a speed player who can really, like, he has an unfair bend at the top of the rush anyways, his cleats are going to stick in the ground so well in L.A. I'm excited to watch that. I'm also excited to see that he's going to be able to create opportunities for A.D. A.D. doesn't play off of people a lot. Like, again, this is good for both of them. There's going to be times where Vaughn wins inside, and A.D. can keep his rush going outside and cover him. And then another thing he does is he demands a lot of respect from tackles from a spacing standpoint. And Aaron, who who deals with the whole thing anyways, um, Aaron is going to have a little bit more breathing room in the B-gap. So this is huge for the Rams. And you got to win or else you're going to look silly. But that's football, man. Like you've got an opportunity. You have a window. When you have a window, you, you try to jump through it. Only problem that I can see is Von Miller started seven games the past two years. That's the problem. And that that's the only... That's the only risk there is here is injury. And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they take care of you. I don't know how Fangio does in Denver, but Sean McVay, when I heard, like, the way they practice up there, they really take care of vets. I don't know that Andrew Whitworth practices a lot. He said it, he said it openly. 
here. So not only getting the advantage on game day on turf and rushing next to the greatest that ever did it before it's all said and done, uh, as far as interior pass rush is concerned, being opposite Leonard Floyd, they can line these guys up in forty in, in like a forty alignment, which means like Aaron Donald can kick all the way out next to Von Miller. They can mix it up. They can overload one side with those three guys. Like it's going to be scary. It's going to be fun. Another thing is the weather's nice. So if he does practice, you feel great all year round. That's real stuff. I think Von gets a little bit more longevity out of this move, uh, and I think he gets a better football fit and a little bit of the pressure is relieved. Hey, Denver's got Chubb. And I really like him. I know he's had injury issues, but uh, be all right. you guys will be okay. He'll be all right. Um, Leonard Floyd, 2020, he had 10 and a half sacks, his highest sack total. Dante Fowler in 2019, rushing with Aaron Donald, 11 and a half, his yeah. highest sack total. I had so, my lowest. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> I was hurt. But but I was like, damn, dude, fuck, I wish I was healthy next to that motherfucker. He just makes... He makes kings out of people, dude. And I'm not saying that these guys aren't great rushers. I really like Fowler. Um, I, I still like Fowler. I wish somebody could get the best out of him. I really liked Leonard Floyd as well in Chicago. So I'm glad that you know all these rushers are, are there together. And it's about rotation. Uh, you know he's going to get more of a rest there too. Less pressure on him. Less need going. Uh, Randy Marsh, wheelbarrow, like big wheelbarrow energy. So hopefully everybody wins. Hey, more pass rush news. Melvin Ingram, who I really like, and Melvin Ingram has had a great career. Really, really springy rusher in L.A. He hasn't quite looked the same. I think he picked a bad number in Pittsburgh. Hostage situation. Well, that's what Mike Tomlin says. Mike Tomlin, by the way, shipped him uh, to Kansas City. Kansas City, we'll get to that in a second. They really need the help, but I think he picked a bad number. It's not becoming of him like a single-digit number. So Tomlin said... He'd rather have volunteers than hostages, which is an interesting quote. What's he got against hostages? Right. I don't know. But I actually think what he's saying is right. But like, it's a business. At the end of the day, he doesn't need to drag him down. But if you don't want to be here, you can go there where you can help somebody and uh, we can get something for it. So Melvin Ingram, I think is going to help Kansas City. It sounds like he was in sort of a predicament there in Pittsburgh. He wasn't getting along with Mike, maybe. Maybe it just wasn't working out for him. Um, he's played, but he just hasn't been productive. I think this is going to help Kansas City because they've had, like we've talked about, they've had their best players strained, play in different places. That that pass rush unit closed the game out last night, our last night uh, against the Giants. I think the help is on the way. I don't know if they can get out of that hole as a team, but they need help up front. Um, yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. Hey, Saints are looking for a wide receiver. What say you? Allen Robinson. Before Odell. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worry about Odell. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know how... I'm not going to blame it on Odell because Baker creates a, a circus of his own. Like, I think last night he was uh, posting uh, disingenuous bar graphs. Uh, he's making news that way. Odell's dad is, uh, is calling out Baker. Um, What's his name? I don't know. I should know, huh? Because he's Shaq's I friend. I think you should know. Yeah. Just think about it for a second. What would Odell Beckham Jr.'s Oh, dad? Odell Beckham. There you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I dropped the JR. Yeah, the big Odell Beckham Sr. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> I'm just trying it. to get through all these this frenzy of trades. That's right. So I, I, Odell Beckham Sr. has been, you know, putting out social media stuff about, you know, Baker's dragging my son down. And that might be true right now. I don't know. The guy's hurt. Maybe they've never had the connection. I mean, one target's not enough. Um, but either way, it's amazing to me how such a Rust Belt city became like Dallas. Like, this is a first-take city right. now. How did Cleveland become a first-take city? Bad football team, right? <laughs> Not a huge market. I mean, there's a market, but... And it's all we're talking about. It's incredible how quickly this thing is blowing up. And I hate that for some, some of the players there because I really like them. I like, I like you know, obviously, Miles is my guy. Uh, Stefanski is a coach who I really like, who, by the way, is having a tough year. Uh, I was looking at these coach of the years over the year because obviously he won uh, last year. 2018, Matt Nagy, coach of the year. Not doing so hot now. Uh, 2001, Dick Jerron. Dick Jerron, 2001. Next year, he's 4-12. and 12. What are you laughing at? Well. <laughs> he loves his name, Dick <laughs> Jerron. No, 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 no. Uh, Dick Jerron. I liked Dick Duran. Hey, knock knock. Who's there? Dick. Dick who? Dick Duran. Okay, we're good. But I worry about Stefanski because it's like I, I think you get lulled to sleep and think you know this guy was best thing since sliced bread. You beat the Steelers in the in the playoffs. Um, but a lot rides on how this quarterback plays. A lot rides on how this Odell thing works out as far as the team chemistry and the rest of the year. Um, it's f almost 4 o'clock now, and we got no Odell news. Um, it's kind of – it feels over in Cleveland. Like, it feels like with the schedule the rest of the year, with all this bullshit going on, guys making news through the week. And there's nothing wrong with making news through the week, but when you make the news, like, then people are going to talk about it. You know, it looks kind of overish there. They've lost three of four. They have good uniforms. That's that's Great why uniforms. we're back. That's Bevel why we're Conway paying attention. Sunday. Bevel Conway Sunday. Lastly, Jalen Smith got cut today in Green Bay. Short stint. Short stint. Um, he looks. I'm not being funny. Nothing. He just looks a little stiff. Like. He, you know, I used to really like the kid. I mean, I, I hope he he lands on his feet. I feel like he's got to really work on like rushing the passer or something because his skill set sideline to sideline doesn't look the same as it did early in Dallas. And I know he's been through injuries. Um, and Green Bay just might be, it might be not a, a fit for them. Um, but they're probably telling us something, right? We should probably listen. Uh, they might be making room for somebody. And you had, you, you had an idea. Oh, I had Montez Sweat going from the football team to the Packers in exchange for Jordan Love. I I can't see how this is a bad trade for anybody. You said maybe we come up with trades last night, and this popped in my head. This is a really good one, and it's like a Several, good player for player trade. The money, the money works n nearly, nearly. Here's works. the deal: Are you gonna be Are you gonna be re, re upping a guy who never took a snap in like two years at quarterback? No, not with Aaron Rodgers playing the way he's playing. Well, the Cowboy tells us we uh, we've got Mitchell Trubisky. Flirting with the football team, Mitchell I mean, Trubisky's flirting with the football team. But I like, uh, an, you know, like he's a known commodity. 
you know where his ceiling is. We have no idea with Jordan Love. No idea. Maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they crunch preseason tape really well. But I, I kind of like that. I, I like that trade Thank a you. lot. Somebody call the fucking football team. we got 10 minutes. Call them. I will. I will. they got to make this trade right the, now. The, Calling the Washington football team. If you know your party's extension, please press one. Wait while I transfer your call. Damn, they have a really cool. Wow. <laughs> this is awesome. Stay on hold. Can you put me back on hold? Ask if they can put you back. Hey there. Um. 3.53, so not a lot of time here. Let's trade Montez Sweat to Green Bay for Jordan Love. Can probably get a late-round pick as well. What do you think? Uh, so we have about six minutes. I can try to get Green Bay on the phone and do the rest, and we'll go from there. That would be that terrific. Would be Could we do a three-way call? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they'd want to involve another party in, but I'll give you credit if I make you it happen. You might want some sweets. Okay. Do you... What, so you want? Do you want to make the call? You want to get off this call and then make the I, call to Green Bay? Yeah, and, and honestly, um, I think time is getting quick on us, so it'd be best if I make the call. And okay, okay. Are there any suites available? Do you have any suites? For what game? All of them. All of them. <laughs> do you have suites available for for the games? What about field level? Field level. Like the one in Vegas. <laughs> Ask about field level suites. Is that it? No, no, I'm just pondering. Do you have any field level type suites like the ones in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium? We do not, no. Are there any seats underneath those tarps in the upper deck? No, no seats there. Okay, all right. Okay. And sweat for love. <laughs> Is a go? You're saying it's a go? We're just up against call. the just, clock. He needs to go. He needs to call. Okay. Uh, yep. I haven't had the chance to make the call. Yet. Okay. Okay. Call. Call. Okay. Will you call me back? Right. If we get it done, tune in to ESPN, and I'll make sure I get a call. I get you a call. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good job. Right. Take care. Hey, take care. Oh. Oh shit. Thanks. You too. <laughs> he handled it really well. It's like he knew he was on the podcast. Yeah. He really schooled you. <laughs> it's me. They probably get worse phone calls to that number. You know what I'm saying? You know, the whole dysfunctional organization. Yes, yeah, that guy was like, oh, this is cakewalk. Yeah. You're not calling to complain about racism or misogyny. You just want Jordan Love? Sure, let me call the Packers personally. <laughs> let me walk to Green Bay. Can I get your phone and have them talking to each other? Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, let me call the. Is this the Packers? I gotta call the Packers. You're, yeah, you you call the Packers. The Green Bay Packers ticket office. Please listen carefully to the following options. Start the call to the football team. Representative. One. Thank you for calling the Green Bay Packers ticket office. At this time. All lines are busy. They're talking to Washington. We appreciate your patience. Please hold, and the next available person will pick up the line. Hold, when you guys are available. missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime. You're missing out on Montez Sweat. If possible, please 
possible, please have your account ID number ready. We got to give this if a second. If you have questions regarding mobile ticketing, please visit the ticketing section on Packers.com and click on the fucking publicly owned team. That's why. Who, who do you who do you talk to when you want to get something done and nobody owns the fucking team? It's going to go to Graham at the 4. Graham to the 10. Graham to the 15. Through a hold of the 20 and down at the 21-yard line. Great play. It's the only place Washington's beating Green Bay is on the hold. <laughs> the music on the hold. They got play by. Come on. And I think everybody starts to feel a little better now. You have a little contact on the field. I tell you, Jim, that's all you need. You get on that field, hit the ground a couple of times, and you're ready to play. The guy who feels fuck is this guy talking about? Knifing through the blockers, attacking the wedge, and making the play. A wedge. The tight end, Sean Jefferson. That's an old call. Thank you for calling the Green Bay Packers ticket office. Please listen carefully to the following options. A lot of people are buying tickets. I want to see John's face right now. He's just like, the fuck are they doing? Sarah, quick, I want to speak to Tom Fawning. Is that your phone ringing? What the fuck? We got to call West Coast team and be like, and they're going to be like, the trade deadline has passed. And we'll be like, no, you have till four o'clock. <laughs> it's the West Coast team that we just want to fuck with. Listen, subpar experience calling the Packers. Yeah. Football team looking not bad. Yeah, dude. I, hey, it's the problem with a publicly owned company or like a publicly owned team like that you call. Who the fuck do you talk to? Where's the boss? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just got me on hold listening to play-by-play. Guy talking about the wedge. It's like ten-year-old play-by-play they have on the hold. Like at Washington, it sounds like you're going to the dopest Studio Fifty Four like lobby, which it's not so good actually. That it sounds that way. They should probably tone down the the hold music a little bit. Maybe something more respectful. I don't know. Start to finish. That Something was a more apologetic for, for the last 25 to 30 years it of existence. It should be like the Fox injury soundtrack when they go to break. Uh-huh. That's what the, that's what the Washington <laughs> football team's old should be. Instead, they have like you're walking into, you know, a Steve Jobs party. Right. Back in the... He probably threw some good parties. Um, all right. The cowboy can probably put this in. Yeah. That needs to be Washington football teams. <laughs> it's like, needs, we're sorry, and this like, is sad. It's, it's, I'm sorry you're, we're sorry you're calling us. You must have no life. Why do you root for this team? LDT just got traded uh, to the Jets. He hadn't played since 2019, I guess. Yeah. Busy saving lives. Good for him. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, yeah, and then lastly, I mean, you know, Adrian Peterson. Well, by the way, Deshaun Watson not going anywhere. Dolphins owner said uh, he didn't want to pursue Deshaun before the court stuff settled, I guess, Stephen Ross said. So I think they were rushing to settle everything, and then they couldn't get it done. That, that would be my read on the situation. Uh, and then when they got it done, maybe you thought the Texans said. The internet says 
Deshaun and his reps were were in the process of getting it done, and then the Texans said the price just went up. Price went up, and the Dolphins said, "All righty, uh, take well, care of yourselves." We do have an AP uh, AD. Sorry, I call him AP all day. Most people call him AD. It's very confusing. It is fucking confusing. Uh, Titans got uh, Adrian Peterson, and so that that popped up a day or two ago, or today. Yesterday, I Yesterday. believe. That was in the beginning of the frenzy. Um, he's got 500 yards till he passes Barry Sanders, fourth all-time. So that's going to be an interesting thing. You think he gets it this year? Oof. 500. We're at like week nine of what feels like 50. I think he comes up just short. I think it's possible because uh, they have A.J. Brown. I'll say no. Okay, I'll say no. I think he ends up with 400 yards there over the next uh, oh, eight games. Yeah, I, I'll give it to him. I'll say yes. But is he RB1? Really? I don't know. I'm just having fun here. It's a name, trade deadline. Like, aren't there really good, young, Sure. Fast, let, me, let me ask you, do you remember backs. the last four teams Adrian Peterson was on? There were four since uh, Minnesota. Answers no. Uh, there was the football team. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm, not looking, I'm not looking it up. I'm just looking at teams. Okay. Uh, Adrian Peterson played for the football team, the Lions. The Lions. And here's one you're not going to remember, the, 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 the Saints. Ooh, yeah, the Saints. He was on the Saints for a little bit. And the Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a new number to pick. What do you think he goes with in Tennessee? Oh, well, I don't know about that. I know what he should go with. What's that? And that's the number 32, which is available in Tennessee. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Marcus classic. Allen, yeah, classic. Jim Brown. That'll work. That'll work. Um, 13's available as well if you wanted to go fun. Hey, real quick on Giants Chiefs. You guys almost, you almost won that game. Yep. Don't know why you would, but you almost won it. Uh, and Mahomes was off for sure. That first pick was kind of the problem. It's not that he's like playing just terrible. The ball placement's off. And I, I wonder if he's hurt. Like, I really do. You know, he just had what might have been a concussion a couple weeks ago. He cleared. You know, last night he came up limp on a scramble late in the game. Like, and they were talking about something else on the broadcast, on the Reggie cast. They were talking about something else. No disrespect. It's regular cast and it's Manning cast. They're both awesome. Um, like, I think it's really about, and let me be a first take guy for a second. Like, um, it's not about the accuracy. It's about the audacity of these throws. How's that? You think I'd go be on TV with something if I said something like that? Yeah, it's that's good. the audacity of these fucking throws. The throw in the red zone. There's three Chiefs around, and none of them know who's catching the ball. <laughs> like he's off schedule. Just like there it is. There's a six inch window. Let me rifle this fucking football in there. Doink. Yeah, and 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 dude in front of number one is like. Yeah, maybe this is coming to me. Number one, it hits him right in the helmet. Jarek McKinnon doesn't know the ball is coming to him. It just hits him in the fucking helmet because that thing is on a frozen rope right at him, but there's three guys in a five-foot area. So I think sometimes it's, it's Patrick getting frustrated. They ran too deep. It's like you knew it was coming. They ran it, and they couldn't beat it. Uh there was more gap scheme run that was good. I think they, you know, if they commit to running the football, that'd be a good idea. But they're just off, dude. I, I worry more about the near pick to Bradbury than that first throw. I, I worry more about 
the free play that he played off like it was a free play. I don't think he knew it was a free His play. His eyes did go right to the sideline, so there's a May- chance. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He's got some incredible vision because when they showed it... He definitely sold it. He sold the free play. But I don't know that for sure that that wasn't a throw he was just making anyways. He'll be okay, man. I really do believe that uh, he's just off right now. I mean, the one thing, he took a sack in the red zone that I was like, hey, there we go. You know, like sometimes, and Lewis Riddick pointed this out, Sometimes that's like the best thing you could possibly see a guy like Patrick do because he's frustrated for good reasons. Doubling Tyreek and, and Kelsey. Take him away. Right. Throw it to number one. Right. Uh, run the ball. Run the ball. Uh, hey, your guy Joe Judge blaming the headsets. Uh, also, end of the half, three penalties and a timeout and then like a kneel down. That two-minute drill was like stuff of legend. That Giants two-minute drill, I was thinking about you the whole time before the half. And at, and at the end of the game, you take the timeout on the other side of the two-minute warning because Kansas City could throw the ball. Maybe Joe Judge could hire you to be his like uh, clock management guy. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I want to be tied to the whole Gettleman era. I might be out of a job pretty quickly. Well, uh, although if you, if you coach one time in the NFL, you have a job for life. So, yeah, I will be accepting. Yeah, you and Joe Judge would get along well. I think Joe Judge is a cool guy. Um, Eli Manning is a cool guy, and uh, he knows what's going on in New York. Uh, will he tell us? We'll see. He's really sharp with the media. Now he's the media, so he'll only get sharper. Uh, we'll see what we can get out of him. Eli Manning. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan... 1-800-270-7117. 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. All right, so it's finally here. It's Eli Manning, uh, and he's on the Green Light Pod. I feel like we were just on TV together, and you were giving me the bird, man. So <laughs> I don't know. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah, double. Double bird. Yeah, Bro, thanks. Can- uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I had to apologize uh, to national TV for you know giving the bird. So I appreciate that. Yeah, Philly brings out the best in you, man. I um, it was funny because number one, I I want to apologize. Now I want to turn around and give you an apology because I laughed through your apology, which was very sincere. <laughs> very sincere. It was very sincere. I felt very bad, really. But you can take this opportunity it. to sincerely apologize to the people if you like. <laughs> Or we he can just move right sincerely on, on past No, it. but here's the funniest shit, Eli. I was sitting there, and the first time you did it, I didn't see it because I was kind of focused on the game and everything. So I wasn't really, like, up to speed on what was going on until the second time you really leaned into the birds, bro. <laughs> and I was like, this is incredible. This is like a new... And why does Peyton keep doing the apologies, man? Peyton did an apology the other night for Marshawn saying fuck on the show. Uh, is he, like, the, the, the apology guy now? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I guess they didn't like mine after I made my mistake. They thought mine wasn't 
wasn't legit enough. And so Peyton, you know, we weren't going to ask Marshawn to apologize. No. Uh, so that would not have gone well. So I think Peyton, you know, we just kind of rotating back and forth, you know, we were averaging like an apology, uh, a game, which is not, not good. I thought, you know, it's like, Oh, good. You know, Peyton might go full frontal or something last <laughs> week and have to apologize for that. Thank goodness he did it. But, uh, you know, so I think, uh, yeah, uh, they, they thought I wasn't very good at apologizing. So Peyton's kind of taken over that role. Which does I'm he, fine does with. he like cuss you out after, after you did the, cause he texted me after the show. He's like, great show, whatever. Cause he's being cool and everything. And, and I was like, man, Eli's a legend for that. He didn't say anything back. Were you in the doghouse with Peyton? <laughs> no, no, he, he, he loved it. I mean, he totally set me up. He's, he's, he's heard me tell that story. Like, and he, he brings it up and like, you know, he, he, he wanted to, he wanted me to do that. So, uh, what, what I learned though, and this is, this is good to know is that as long as I was telling a story in context, yes. it was okay. That was a fan doing that to me yes. it's okay to kind of to kind of say that um it's better it's better that you're you can do a, it you're so a colorful storyteller opens, man that that opens up so many more stories that yeah. you can tell now i mean yeah. you just say hey it's not me doing it it's yeah. just i'm this acting of what i see every time i go to philly that's just how they say hello yeah at, you know at, in the vet what did you think about Tennessee throwing? You know, Philly gets a lot of uh, grief, but Tennessee was awful classless over there at Neyland Stadium a couple weeks ago. That's your brother's alma mater. I feel like they deserve more heat. Philly a little less, maybe. I don't think Philly's thrown yeah. an object on the field in years. Yeah, you know, not throwing golf balls. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of thought I uh, in some of our little like semi-production meetings, I, I brought I brought that up. Uh, and, uh, and Peyton was not a big fan shot of, 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 of responding to that. You know, he had his answer ready. Yeah. Like, if it just happened, you never know. It's like, yeah. eh, you know, I'd rather not bring, bring that up. Yep. Uh, so, all right, we'll see. But, you know, if you, you know, you gotta be careful what you say, if you kind of, you know, take a shot at me, it might come out. So uh, he just did not bring up the game at all. Tried to like really, you know, not, not talk too much of why he was yeah. wearing the Ole Miss jersey. You guys do a great job, and by the way, like when you guys had me on, y'all had me on for the practice run. Uh, right. Little little behind the scenes story for you here. I had like when I heard y'all wanted me on as some practice thing. I didn't think it was going to be so bells and whistles. I didn't know it was going to have like a feet of the game and y'all's two heads there stacked together. Like I didn't get much information, bro. But when y'all came calling, I was like, whatever I can do for these guys. Um, but what had happened was I had forgotten I got stoned at about six o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> And then I got my alarm goes off and it's like Manning cast. So so I was like I was like not in the in the best state of mind and you guys were calling a mock broadcast over a Lions preseason game and I'm like it the thing comes on and they got the two heads stacked and they have the live action I'm like holy shit I made a miscalculation. Did I do okay on the practice thing cuz you guys called me back? Yeah, you did great. You did great. You told a great, you know, I think the whole, you know, you want to have good stories. You want to have stories and, and like, you know, you're not, we're not analyzing that much, that much football. And it's more, you know, kind of inside stories. You know, you were great just talking about like the D line meetings and yeah, like basically the, the lack of, 
lack of meeting that happens during a meeting. Um, and so that's, you know, obviously that's, that's what we're looking for. Just personality, good stories, high energy. And, and that's what you brought. So I'm um, really you know, glad I'm really you glad you should have done calling. that. You should have done that for the real, the real thing. You should have just gone the same exact routine. Eli wants me to smoke the devil's lettuce before the next Manning's cast. Um, yeah, I think, hey, I think Marshawn was. Marshawn was probably on the devil's lettuce. <laughs> sure. He was on the Hennessy. And, and have you had your shot of Hennessy yet? Uh, not yet. I, I wait till right, bro hasn't, right, right after. Lil Bro hasn't had his shot of Hennessy. Why is it Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli? Because Peyton and Eli doesn't roll off the tongue like Eli and Peyton. No, yeah, I like Monday that. Night Football with Eli and Peyton. And why is Peyton up top? We can say seniority, that's but that's f- a form of ageism, too. That's what I'm saying, dude. Eli and Peyton, can, can we ask that question? Yeah, you can ask. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things like, I just, I don't care. Like that kind of stuff, like the little, little things like that. Like I do not care whatsoever. Peyton probably has some sort of preference, whether he told them I wanted to be called Peyton Eli. I'll never know. No one will tell me that, but like, that's kind of the way he would roll. Like he would, he might, he might go that way or like, you know, he would want to see the design of like, Hey, I want to see the full introduction. I want to see what the, promotion is I, I might want to adjust some things i don't like that shirt i'm wearing where i'm just like uh, you know yeah yeah sounds good like don't bother me with that stuff i don't care like i'm you know let's let's i don't i don't sweat the small stuff you don't Y'all do you you don't do you you all have a different style when you're prepping for a show huh just like you would like prepping for a game or that sort of thing like take us under the hood with the production process what's something that might surprise us yeah, you know, I think it's like, you know, the preparation is there. It's just like the little small things. It's like, you know, hey, I'm watching the film on both sides. I have my notes. I have like the plays I really like. And I have a theme um, that I see that I, you know, that I might want to get to uh, in the show and, and just like Peyton. But like, I kind of, you know, he's big. Uh, and we talked about a little bit late last night at the game. Peyton is big on these voice memos. And so like, which is, is a recording on your phone that instead of leaving a voicemail, you can just leave a voice memo and then text it to somebody, uh, basically. And so like, I get, I get the voice memo and it's to me and the producer and a few other guys. And it's like, all right, how long is this going to be? And it's like, you know, it's like 23 minutes. I'm like, geez, and Pete's and he like goes through like 50 plays he has marked like play 26 from the Kansas city, Tennessee game, like yeah. play 10, play 26, play, you know, he goes through, you know, next game, these, all these plays. I'm like, Peyton, I'm not going back and watching these 30 specific <laughs> plays that you just told me about. Like, just give me a theme. Like I'm not going, I mean, I might m- mention like three plays Yeah. And, and you're like you just you know don't I'm, I mean I'm gonna go back and watch that like, game, but I can't look at your notes and then take my notes and bro, like go I retired. So, you retired. Right. You don't need to be back in the meeting room. That sounds like a full right. like NFL experience. That sounds like what we didn't do in the D line room. <laughs> right. You know and what so I mean? I'm, you know, it's like I'm doing it. It's just like you, I mean, uh, I just like maybe send that to the producers and like give me the Cliff Notes version. So <laughs> oh, maybe send a second. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't have to listen to the whole thing because yeah. you might you might you might have a good point at like minute nineteen of that that I do want to listen to, but right. I don't want you know the other 
you know, 20 minutes is not a waste of time. He needs to give you timestamps on those voice notes. And I too am a fan of voice notes, but 23 minutes is just, it's obscene. And, like and you, that's just one. That's not like one for the week. That's just like on Wednesday. <laughs> they, I mean, there's, there's 10 of, there's 10 of these throughout the week. And so I, uh, yeah, we got to work on that. This time management, like I'm like, you know, so I do it like if I'm uh, just if I'm doing random things, a lot of walking the dog. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll listen. To, I'll listen to Peyton uh, give his talk. You know, if I'm just you know driving in the car, just like you know, just sitting at my desk, like reading emails. It's just like playing on the side. Yeah. My wife walks in the house. She's like, "Are you are you on the phone?" I'm like, "No, Peyton." Voice no, Peyton's out. talking. The hologram yeah, of Peyton is just harassing me in my house. Like, <laughs> but you you we were talking about this offline. <laughs> After these these deals, I, I remember as a player, after Monday night game, where we rarely got to play on Monday night, we got to play y'all once on Monday night, so thank you for hosting us um, in yes. St. Louis. But uh, it's hard to go to sleep. It's hard to like settle down. People don't realize like a lot of times you'll be laying in, in, in bed at 5 in the morning either thinking about mistakes you made or maybe you're, you're hurting, that sort of thing. Um, do you have a hard time winding down after these yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all of a sudden it's like 1145 and, and, you know, when you're, when you're calling those games, like you got, you're on, like yeah. you, the, the camera's on you, you gotta be thinking of questions. You're playing the game. You're, you're kind of into it. And so you're definitely jazzed up and, you know, after the game. So, you know, usually like, I usually don't go get in bed for like another hour. Like, Hey, I'll take the dog for a walk. I'll, I'll just kind of make some notes, you know, of, you know, things we can do for next week ideas that kind of popped up, uh, and just in calling a game and, and got to like go, I have like a, a list on my desk of like a few things. All right, I'm going to do this after the game and that'll help me like wind down a little bit and then, and then go to bed. I got some things that'll help you wind down, Eli. Just, just, <laughs> I got- <laughs> Hey, uh, Eli, man, last night you're calling the giants game. Is that harder for you? Like when you watch the Giants and you're not doing the Manning cast, are you loud? Are you like stressed? Like what's going on on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those deals. Yeah, you know, I probably would have had a few more like, God, come on. What? Yeah. You know, just like mm-hmm. kind of got a little more tense. I was like, all right, I don't need to do that. Like I don't want a, a reaction. Um, you know, I try, you know, you, you, I'm going to always, I'm going to, you know, kind of err on the side of being positive. Yeah. I don't want to like take a shot at a guy. I don't want to also be like that guy around the giants, you know, so I still see these guys. Some I'm around I'm in New York. I like, I want to be involved and helpful to them and not, not a critic. And so, um, you know, I was just, you know, you, you know, it's hard some, when they're two and, you know, two and six, it's, you know, it's sometimes hard, hard to say, to, you know, find positive things to say. So I just kind of erred on the side of being quiet. You know, uh, John Stewart's like taking shots. He's like, what? Oh, I saw that. Giant? What? <laughs> I'm like, uh, Peyton, you handle, you take this, you take this answer, please get me out of this situation. That's a tough line to walk though, when it comes to like, calling games of your former team or like when I have to talk about the Eagles like a lot of the people listening right now hi guys I know maybe you don't love the guest but he's an awesome dude you know a lot of the people listening are Eagles fans and I've had to they're struggling right now so it's hard to talk about some of your former teammates some of your former friends still your friends so it can be tough and like you navigated that your whole career I think you had like I feel like you know how to stay out of making headlines in New York what's the skill when it comes to telling the truth enough but not making a headline. Cause it's almost like how you construct your sentences. I feel like you get good at like the way you form your sentences so that they can't just put them in bold letters. Right. I, I think, yeah, there's a couple, you know, a couple tricks is, is like, 
you don't have to agree with their question. Sometimes they kind of are saying a statement and then, you know, whatever. Hey, the Giants aren't playing good football right now. You know, what do they have to do? And uh, you don't have to say, that's right. You know, I kind of have my answer that I'm going to give before the question is asked. And I just kind of keep giving it. And, you know, the media is smart. They're like, they don't get what they want. They just ask kind of the same question worded differently. And so you got to just give the same answer kind of just with a few different words, but not change your story. Not, you know, don't get, don't get bored giving the same answer over and over again. That's just kind of, you know, what it is. So you just got to get, you know, you kind of got to go in saying, this is what I'm going to say and I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. Like that was one of the biggest things. Like I remember in training camp, they used to prep us to talk to the media and they used to say like, you don't have to answer their question answer the question that you want answered and that's really, nobody sees the question that's asked. Everybody reads the quote. So, right. you know, there's a way around that. And I think that's a really great piece of advice for players. The New York media is tough. Was there somebody that, I know I had these guys in Philly. I had these guys in St. Louis to a lesser degree. New England, we, we, just, we just didn't really talk to them a lot. But <laughs> perfect. like, perfect. In Philly, there might be one or two guys that I was playing chess with. You know what I mean? Like a media guy that you're like, he's sharp. He's got me. He's trying to pin me down. He's doing a cat mouse game. It's he's doing his job. I respect it. But was there a guy in New York that you were like, oh, this guy's this guy's tough? <laughs> um, you know, I just feel like in New York, there's just so many of them, and, and they're all competing. They all want to get that little special headline, and so it's like you do your little press conference, and they're all 15 of them are, are standing around. It's like as you're walking off. He's like, hey, give me, uh, I got a few like side questions, kind of my hidden questions. I don't want these guys yeah. to hear it. I'm going to get, you know, kind of, you know, get my own little story. And so you just, you know, that's where you just got to be really, really careful. Um, and just knowing that they're, they're, they're coming after you. They're looking for a headline. They're looking for something. So, you know, you want to be friendly, uh, you know, and I, I think that's, you know, part of you understand they do have a job. They, they do have job, to write something. Yeah. They got, they, you know, and, and so I respect them from that sense. And, um, you know, I just, I never read, uh, you know, I didn't read the articles. I didn't read the papers. My dad would do it. You know, he would read it all. And he would, you know, sometimes like give me a little feedback. It's like, Hey, this guy, he's not saying nice things. Like this guy's out to get you. He does not like you. So just like, be careful of him. Don't give him any, any extra time. So my dad would kind of keep me informed on that. The old, uh, Hey, are you going to the training room? I'll walk with you. And they got their little tape recorder. Like, oh, I'll just walk yeah. with you. I'll make it easier for you. When really, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. They're, they're walking with you to get their own question in. Um, here's, here's a media-adjacent question. Yeah. Growing up in Seaville and idolizing Tiki, nothing better for me than the Giants drafting Tiki. Right. And very bittersweet to, to have him miss that Super Bowl, that first Super Bowl. And yet, I want to credit him, and you probably want to do the opposite. It was construed as, hey, Tiki says Eli's a bad leader, when really the, the line was, sometimes it was almost comical the way he would say things, which can be construed as a nothing statement now because we know you're a, you're a funny guy. But I'm, That's the first thing I hear when I text all my teammates. When I text like Fred Robbins or like I text Stray this morning, I'm like, give me something. To all they can say is like, that dude is way funnier than you know, so... <laughs> but did you use that at all as motivation before that season to to say, okay, Tiki guy now outside looking in, making negative comments? 
Right. No, I, you know, I, I got nothing uh, against Tiki and, and uh, you know, he was, he think he was an unbelievable player for the giants. And my first, my first three years, like, you know, we, we went 11 and five that second year and, and uh, won the NFC East. Like that doesn't happen if Tiki wasn't rushing for 1500 yards and like, you know, controlling that offense. So he was, he was, uh, um, you know, he was a great teammate. He was a workhorse. He showed up, he did his job, you know, did everything. Um, you know, and, and I get it, you know, and I, I understand it also, like being in the New York media, like, you know, he says something about, you know, whatever, you know, my, my pregame speeches were sometimes comical or whatever it was. Like, I'm not the guy that like, I don't need that as motivation uh, to, for me to go out there and play well. Like it's more, you know, teammate, you know, based and want to do it for the you know fans and want to do it for myself and like, you know, being competitive and wanting to win. Like that's the drive, not trying to like prove, you know, Tiki wrong or anyone wrong from that sense. So, you know, and I, and I, I'm friendly with Tiki. I talk with them, text with them. And, and, and so we're, we're on good terms and I kind of felt he got a bad rap and, and even amongst giants fans now, like, you know, they announced him, you know, they may boo and stuff. And that's, that, that shouldn't be the case. He should be go down as one of the great giants players. Cause he, you know, especially the last four or five years, um, especially he was a, a tremendous player. Oh, he was great wire to wire. Like his last couple of years, even at the age he was playing at and at a position where now we you know, like Derek Henry, he hurts himself. Now this is a different kind of back, but we're all like, Oh, here's the beginning of the end. The guy's like not even 30 years old yet. Tiki right. was playing at a high level even down the stretch. So I, I think it's great to hear you guys are cool and everything. It's just sometimes they take one thing and run with it for years, and it's probably not like that at all. Um, but that's New York media. New York media, Philly media, Chicago media, they'll divide te- locker rooms and teams. Like how hard was it sometimes you know, to be in the locker room? Would you guys ever have to really like hunker down and say, like, we're, this is a week where we're batting down the hatches. Like Everybody's out to get us. Was there a low point that you guys had to have like a players only meeting? Do those even work in New York? Sure. Do you have those a lot? <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, we do have them. Uh, I feel like there was always like a spy in there. Like, you know, he's like, Hey, it's players only. Like it also, I'm like, also like we're having a players only meeting. We don't have to announce to the world that we had a players only exactly, meeting. Like, like we, it, that's the point. It's like, Hey, let's, let's figure some stuff out in here. You know, all of a sudden you say like, we had a players only meeting. It, it, it's like, uh oh, red flags. They yeah. got major issues, you know, abort, abort, abort. And, and so like, we don't, let's just, let's just like, let's come in here and figure, you know, figure some stuff out. And, you know, I just thought like, the, you know, you can't work your problems out through the media. That is not your source to like fix something or to like, if you have an issue with another player, like, come talk to me, go talk to them, bring it up amongst each other. Instead of like complaining to some guy, you don't even know uh, about what's going on. You know, it's like, that's, that's not the way to resolve anything. That's just throwing, you know, gasoline on the fire. Yeah. I can remember my last couple of years in Philly, there were a bunch of unnamed sources. And anytime you hear unnamed sources floating around in articles, you're like looking around the locker room, like guys, it's fucking hard enough, man. Like, right. why, like we're supposed to really, be a team here and so yeah like you could be having a players only meeting and you on a level it's not like you're enemies with the with the coaches and the and the the front office people upstairs but they have moles the media has moles like the bigger roster it's the ultimate team sport but there's also more chances somebody is disgruntled and he's going to be talking to somebody that you shouldn't be talking to yeah no question 
you mentioned earlier you didn't read like press clippings. Well, nowadays, I almost feel like quarterbacks and players are mentally weaker in a lot of ways, but also mentally tougher in a lot of ways because they have to deal with a very immediate criticism level like that we didn't. Like early in my career in 2008 or early in your career in like what was your rookie year, 05 or 04? 04. 04. Like, yeah, you got up and read the papers, (laughs) you know? Now, like dudes are in their locker searching their names after games. I feel like the hardest job is doing what you guys do. Y'all do on Monday nights and what Steve and Lewis and Brian do on the other side of the, the, the coin there is calling a Monday night game in front of the world. Do you, you're on Twitter now, do you search your mentions? Do you read your mentions? Do you seek any, re, you know, kind of positive or negative reinforcement from fans? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I, I will I will kind of, you know, look at s- social media and just kind of see, you know, especially after the first couple, just to kind of see, like, are, do people like this? Or like, is it positive comments? Were we terrible? It's such a new idea, something yeah. I like wasn't really – you know, you know, there's, it's not like a football game where, Hey, we won. I know we did really well. You know, I threw three touchdowns. Hey, I, I, I played well. This is like, I don't know if we did well or not. You, you know, the producers might say, Hey, that was a good show, but you're like, was it a good show? Are, are people in this? Is it, you know, kind of looking for what, what, what did they like? What are they laughing at? What didn't they like? What was their mistake? So you're kind of looking for those things just to learn. And, and I do agree a little bit, just like on the players, you know, now, it, you know, like back when my dad played, he only had one paper. It was like the local paper. And if you didn't actually get the paper and you had to read it, that was your only information of like news. Uh, right. Now, you know, it wasn't on phones. It wasn't, you didn't have a computer. You didn't have a national, like every article written about you in the entire world is now at your fingertips, let alone social media. And, and every individual is taking shots at you or praising you one way or the other. So, I think, you know, you got to be very careful, you know, diving into that world and looking for too much information, whether it's praise or criticism. Yeah, I think both are, are probably bad. Yeah, I think with players, people out there watching, and I respect football fans and I respect their level of knowledge, but at the same time, like, they don't know the context within the play to criticize a player a lot of times. Like, if a quarterback throws a pick you know, maybe it was a miscommunication with the tight end. Maybe, you know, like we don't know what happened with Justin Herbert and Jared Cook, although I think I have an idea on Sunday. People don't often, they, they, they judge off of results too much. They, they, don't, they don't judge plays or players with the context in mind. Now, when it comes to the media, I feel like there is a valuable, like I read our comments, like I read our comments under the pod. I read our, our comments on iTunes because I feel like they don't need any context. They're the ones that are having the experience and it's enjoyable or it's not. And that's really what's important. The customer's right, right? Have you read any that like stuck with you or any that you were like, holy shit, that was harsh? Uh, not None. Yeah, I haven't had too many harsh ones for whatever reason. I, I'm still like figuring out Twitter and, and social media. <laughs> I'm only on Twitter and like I know how to send some stuff out. But if I had to like send like a real tweet or I'm like, Hey, I need, I have like, I was like, I need like help. If I had to like hashtag something, I'm like, I don't really know. You can't exactly hashtag how to do it. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like I've done a few, but I'm not very good at that. Like I'm more like, sometimes I, I'll send stuff and I'll mention someone's name and after it's like, Hey, you got to hashtag the name. So they see it. I'm like, Oh yeah. The hashtag. Yeah. I'm not real good at that either. I never ask anybody to like or subscribe this podcast and I've been doing this for <laughs> two plus years. So I'm fucking forgetting the basics too. If you had to right. hashtag the Giants, 
If you had to put out a Giants tweet this morning, what's your hashtag? You don't have to type it out. Let's just talk it out. For theirs? Yeah, yeah like one word that describes where up. the Giants are oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're searching. Searching. That's right. Searching. That's exactly right. They're, I think they're finding some stuff, man. I really do. I don't. Danny has not played that bad this year, and I know it's hard for you because this is a topic where you, you, you want to be as down the middle as possible, but like, I will say this. Like Danny does enough to make you believe in him from time to time, and especially on the road, man. That's the reason I bet the Giants last night because I was like, road Danny Dimes is like, he's a Hall of Famer almost, um, exaggerating. But is there a reason somebody might play better on the road, a quarterback? Like, is there any conceivable like reasoning other than maybe yeah. you, you feel like you're on a vacation when you're not at that yeah. stadium in New York? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like I, sometimes I played better on, better on the road and in, in, in that 2007 season, we went, we went seven and one on the road, uh, in the regular season and, you know, and, and went, you know, three and four at home. Yeah. It's like, it's not, that's not quite normal. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe you simplify the game plan because because of the crowd noise. You don't you don't have as many audibles in and many checks, and so you're you're not thinking as much. It's like, hey, you know, hey, we're just calling plays and react. Like, hey, if they come with this blitz, let's not try to like figure out the perfect protection. Let's just throw hot, and we'll get out of it. And yeah. so at home, you have all the time. You got the cadence. You can do all these things. You can pick up these perfect blitzes, and and sometimes like it doesn't work, and so you're you get bad plays and overthinking and, and looking, looking for that check instead of just playing football. And, um, but I think, you know, like you said, I think Danny is not the problem. I think he's making a lot of plays. They're using them in a ton of ways. I, I, I talked about it, like, you know, on their best drive last week versus Carolina, he's running, you know, read option. They're not blocking the, the, the one technique. They don't, they don't block him. They're reading off him. That's weird. Uh, and, and he's running up the middle they ran a, a, a option. They did an option last night again. Um, you know, they did a quarterback draw. They did a throwback back to uh, to Daniel, and then he threw a touchdown. Like that's that's how they had to score points is being very creative, moving the pocket. You know, they're just not they're banged up up front. They had you know their top receivers out, their top running backs out. Like they're just limited on their players and yeah. and some personnel. When you know they can't just say hey take a five-step drop, two hitch, and rip it. It's like if he wants to throw it, he's got to throw it before guys are open and before the, the play has time to develop. And that usually leads to, you know, inaccurate balls, tip balls, you know, bad plays. Give me a throw he he throws, uh, you know, a route he throws really well and then one that maybe he needs to work on a little bit. You know, I think – I feel like he does best, like, when he can get, you know, the play action and he can be under center – and you know get a get a seven step drop and he can come out and like any ball at that situation is accurate and whether it's like the deep comebacks it's the break-ins it's the hooks over the middle of the field like when he has a little bit of time and he can step into his throws he, he's deadly accurate um you know i just you know i haven't seen him you know hit like this the like the go routes and and some of that's just like you got you know, six different receivers all playing out there. You don't, your, your main target Galladay has been hurt for a while. Like that's your right. deep, big body target. The other guys, Tony, um, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, Shepard, they're smaller guys that are more slot guys. So I think he just, you know, doesn't have that outside receiver, you know, great presence. And he's just missed a few 
on, on those deeper throws, um, you know, that, that, you know, they had one in Washington, they had kind of had one last night on a, on a deep throw. They had the pass interference. Yep. Uh, he just missed a few of those. They needed that third and 11 early though. If they don't hit that ball to John Ross, I think maybe that game turns out differently. Yeah, I agree. That was a big play. Um, you know, so they put together a couple of good drives. They just don't have, they don't have the, the, the players and to, to go score 30 points, which is kind of what, what you have to do against Kansas city. Like they're, their defense has been giving up 30 points a game. You got to, you know, kind of, you know, put a little pressure on them yeah. and, you know, they could be, they could still kind of play patient. They still tried to, you know, almost lose the game Kansas city last night. And, and, um, you know, they, but they didn't have to, they didn't have to force things and Mahomes could stay patient. You talked about play action. Were you ever afraid? Like, and I don't mean afraid, like reasonable afraid, because I would be afraid if I was a quarterback. I mean, like, no, thank you. I, I like doing what we did, not what y'all did. Where you got to turn your back to the defense in a play action situation on the road, you turn around. Do you have to process quicker generally the way you think about it in play action, or is it like more the expectation is going to be there? Like what you expect to be there is going to be there. It's more, it's less variable. And are you worried more about the rush? Because I feel like y'all get tattooed the worst on play action if somebody <laughs> wins fast. Yeah, I, I think I, I like play action and. You know, just because for the most part, I mean, the, you know, for some of them, hey, you're keeping some tight ends in and they're blocking and, and hey, let's make this look like the run. And I think that's kind of like you don't have to you don't have to, you know, read the coverage off the get go so quickly because the play fake should be like getting all the suck where you should have time. And, you know, just kind of read, Hey, this re receiver to this receiver, you, you, you can see the coverage afterwards and you might get some tips just from, from knowing the defense and your game plan. But I just thought, you know, you needed a few of those plays were like, Hey, I'm going to be protected. I can give a great fake and worry about that. And I'm going to come out and like, I'm going to work this receiver, this receiver. And if no one's open, I'll look from my back or throw it away. And, and it's like a, you don't have to overthink things. You can just, you know, just, just do that job. And then, there's obviously third downs where it's, you know, odd spacing and guys walking around that you got to, you know, do the math equation to get this protected and figured out where the brain's working a bunch. But you need a couple of those kind of hey, easy playoffs where you can just, you know, not think and just play football. You talk about rushers and on the road and being scary and everything like back in your day, uh, NFC East, you had some of the best rushers on your team. Uh, if you could take one rusher out of the NFC East during your tenure as a New York giant to just like easier on your AC joint, you know, easier on like, yeah. you know, the, your, 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 your fractions of time as Mike Waffle would say, uh, sure. <laughs> you remember Waffle? if you could take one rusher away from your time in the NFC East to make your life easier, who would you sub out? Well, I mean, I think DeMarcus Ware, the Cowboys, I think has sacked me more than, than any other uh, player in my career. Um, and then the other guy, Trent Cole, oh, yeah. you know, with, with the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was, I, I feel like his were more painful. I think his, the Marcus is such like a nice guy, not to say Trent's not, but like, he would like kind of just tackle you. Uh, Trent more had a little, a little more drive into the sack. Like he was trying to, you know, put a little extra, you know, emphasis on, on putting you to the ground. But, uh, you know, uh, both those guys were tremendous players and, you know, just like, Hey, you know, let's put the bat. Let's get Brandon Jacobs over there early to yep. chip these guys. Chip like, the let's get a, out. let's get a, yeah, let's get a 270 pound guy to like 
just throw a, a you know a elbow right into the rib and just slow these guys down a little bit. That'll do it. Eli, I'm going to cough because Chris makes me podcast even when I have pneumonia. You don't have pneumonia, dude, (coughs) fucking being dramatic. And I'm starting to get a sense of what your experience is like on Monday night with this filibustering over here and only getting to to talk 10% of the time. But I guess your your name is on the podcast. So I'm going to have to go back for one second to Daniel Jones and being coached by David Cutcliffe, as you were, and coaching continuity and the importance of that, especially for a young quarterback. I'm I'm curious, does Coach Cutcliffe see any of you and Daniel Jones and how important is it for a guy like Daniel Jones to to be in the same system? I mean, it's not lost on Chris or me that you were eight minutes early to this Zoom meeting. Yeah, it's the uh, Coughlin thing. It's the Coughlin <laughs> thing. And you guys had a great run. And um, to go along with the seven-part question here, your career ends with, with Coach McAdoo and ending that consecutive game streak would still rub some of us the wrong way. Rub probably, me wrong. Probably more than it even does you. So take any one of those, Eli, but I'm curious <laughs> about the the connection with, uh, with you and Daniel. This, and is like, this is like playing at home. He's yeah. like playing at home. You have seven <laughs> different it's an, it's plays you can route. run. Yeah. Take your option pick. Route. Well, you know, I think Daniel, you know, just, just watching, watching him and how he's handled everything, like I don't think the New York media and the New York situation is too big for him. And like, he's not, I don't, I mean, I, I know like he wants to do well, like he's super competitive. He he's, he works hard. I think the thing I really like, he likes to be coached and wants to be coached and wants to get better and wants ideas to like, Hey, how can I improve this? Like he knows what some of the issues were and, and some of his fumbles issues from last year, like he's committed to really fixing it. And it's not just saying it. I, I feel like, you know, there there are so many guys that they know the right thing to say. They know, Hey, I got to fix this. I'm going to look at the film and I'm going to fix it. They say it, but are they really doing it? Like, are they really doing anything to try to fix the problem? Or are they just trying to say the right things? Do they know what you should say? And I think Daniel works hard at really trying to fix things. And, and I think he can handle New York media. He is you know, um, you know, kind of down to earth and doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And I think that's that, that, that style works well, uh, for New York. And so, um, you know, I think with coach cut, I think it's just, I think that's kind of what you learn and what Peyton and I, and, and what Daniel's like, you pay attention to the small things and yeah. doing the really small things extremely well. And just like, whether it's your fundamentals, it's your t- two hands on the ball. And you look for those things, you work on those things in the off season. And I think he does those things. So, you know, I hope, I hope he can, you know, figure it out and they can win some games and, and give, you know, continue to give him a little bit of time. Because uh, I think he has the goods to, to be a good player. Who's better at beer pong, you or Danny Dimes? Because I think I saw y'all playing beer mm. pong at one point. Yeah, uh, we were playing like um, like quarters and a little flip cup more than, than oh, beer pong. Oh, quarters and so. flip cup. Oh, that's fucking yeah. boring. Why are we well, playing we beer were... pong? I played beer pong this weekend. It was great. You were too sick to come to the party. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> so, go out and well, hey, availability, bro. Availability. Uh, Eli knows about availability. We just talked about this the street. Two ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh yeah, no, I I would have played beer pong with him. We were just at a at a bar. We, it was hard to set up the beer pong. It was a little crowded. We didn't have we didn't have uh the right you didn't balls, have the pong. We had quarters. We had yeah, we had quarters, we had cups. So, was, so, uh, here's the answer. Eli's better. It's old miss. It's yeah. old miss versus yeah. Duke. Old miss, old miss, old miss versus Duke. Yeah, had a lot more practice, a little, a little more age, you yeah. know, a little more 
you know, kind of know how to like, uh, when he's up, like pour, uh, sp- actually spill a little beer, like right in front of his. So the quarter doesn't bounce as Ooh. much. It's, like those, little, it's those little tips. This game's been shit. What did you say? It's like, and this is funny. Okay. I'm not, because I, before I say this, I, d- I just want to say, do you realize that you had Tom Brady on for a while? Speaking of gamesmanship, and Tom was great, and I loved your, like everybody else loved it. I enjoyed all the games we played in. You were you're great, man. We're sitting back waiting, and just like a sniper back there. But then he got off, and y'all somehow started talking about the prepping of the balls. How much was going through y'all's mind about? Damn, we're talking about all this ball deflation, inflation, saunas, the equipment guys, all the quarterbacks have their guys. Was Peyton looking at you like, don't bring up Tom, we just had him on. Don't make a deflate gate joke. Was that in your mind? Yeah, it was definitely definitely on the mind. <laughs> and uh, I was like, we because we were talking, you know, it's like, let's, you know, we actually talked about it before. It's like, let's, you know, because he was on talk about the balls because he had some balls slip out of his hand when he played in Seattle. So I'm like, Let's not talk about any any of that. <laughs> yeah, he's nice enough Tom's to like, like Tom Brady. Right, went he's from, on the show. Yeah. Like we're gonna take some shots at him different ways. Like let's just let's leave that let's leave that off. I think though, um, I personally think they showed in the second half of that indie game and in the Super Bowl why it really didn't matter because you know like to me. I don't think that stuff is as big of a deal, but I'm not a quarterback. I was really interested in that conversation y'all had about the prepping of footballs and like Warren Moon's footballs were different and blah, blah, blah. So how did Eli Manning like his footballs and fill people in on kind of what we were talking and what y'all were talking about on, uh, on the Manning cast if they didn't hear? Yeah. So like, you're very, you're very particular and like, I, I like, I like them, you know, rub down, like when when the ball comes out brand new, um, you know they take it out of like a plastic bag. It is bright red and yeah. so slippery. Like I couldn't throw that thing twenty five yards. Um, and then so you got to like they brush it down. They have like a sander with like yeah. a big brush that like gets it. But you want to keep the nubs. You don't want to just wipe everything down. You like a little nub on there, and you like a little. It's like it's somehow they can get like a little tack on it or something that you know gives you a little a little stickiness and the, in the summer it's, it's so humid that it, it, you kind of create it. It's in the winter when it's cold, that's where you need like a, you know, just have, a, you have those nubs where you can just get a little grip. Yeah, like they slip out and, of your and, hand, and, right? Uh, the rare times I, uh, yeah. I held a football, I was like, damn, this is, this is scary. I mean, like if it's dry out, you know, if there's no oh, yeah. traction, like that was so interesting to me. And I think that's the typical like reason when you turn on the Manning cast, even as a former player, like I love it because they're talking about inside baseball stuff with Tom Brady back in the day, 2007, your first time before you go head to head with him, you know, the deal y'all are underdogs. Like you guys are huge underdogs. I argued with Strahan about who was bigger underdogs, the Eagles against the, he was clearly y'all. I forgot the Vegas line right. was like double digits. Had you guys even talked like ever before that week? And when you went to the media day, did you get a vibe that those guys thought they were going to beat you? Did, did Tom give you like 15 years later, did y'all joke on the Manning cast, but was he kind of looking at you like, all right, kid, you know, I think uh, obviously they had all the reason to believe they were going to beat us. They, you know, one, they'd already beaten us uh, in the regular season, the last game of the season, but we played them close to, they were undefeated. Like no one, no one had beaten. They'd played, you know, like they, and a lot of them were not very close. They, they kicked the, you know, kicked everybody's butt throughout the playoffs. They, um, you know, they, the Ravens played them close in the regular season, but, you know, but they were just, they were scoring points unbelievably and defensively. They were, you know, not, you know, they were playing, they were playing pretty good. And so, 
but no, I never felt a cockiness or, or, you know, that they, they thought it was going to be easy. Um, you know, the only thing I saw was like a little bit bef- right before the game. Like we went out for like my kind of pre pregame warmups, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just go out the receivers, I throw a few routes and I just like a lot of, I saw a couple of their players out there. I think they had like some, their kids were out there. They seemed like a little too relaxed. You yeah. know, they had been the super bowls, right? They had won super bowls. They had been there before. I think they always thought like, Hey, we're on cruise control now. Like mm-hmm. we're here. This is what we do. This is how we win. And we felt confident going into that game. Cause we, you know, cause we played them the last game of the regular Week season. 17, yeah. We, yeah, we scored a bunch of points on them and they just outscored us. But we, you know, we're a play or two away from winning that game. And we defensively, we played outstanding throughout the playoffs. We were getting the quarterbacks and we just felt that we could score points on them. We didn't score that many points, but our you know defense thought they would play better and had some had some things for Brady with some of the protections and changing things up. They thought they could get to them. Yeah, did you run around like the locker room like I did and ask? You know, for me it was how many points can y'all score on the Pats because their defense <laughs> was bad. I was asking Lane Johnson. I was asking these guys was like. What what's the magic number this week? Because yeah. like I got to go over here and tell you we got to guard Gronk and we got to do all this shit. Like we need to set goals that are realistic. You know, it's not like you go in and you're gonna shut shut the Patriots out. Were you running around right. asking the defensive guys like, hey, how's this game plan, man? <laughs> like, I just yeah, I, mean, I I thought that was. I mean, it wasn't exactly like getting a number, but I just kind of knew like the way we played throughout the playoffs. We're like, hey, we're gonna run the ball. We're going to, you know, throw kind of short passing game, get completions. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to run the clock. We're going to have mm-hmm. long drives. And like, you know, I think that was kind of, Hey, you know, they were just trying to, Hey, you got to take away Moss. Like don't let him have the 85 yard bombs. And, you know, we'll, we'll give Welker the little short stuff, but just like, you got to tackle them and like yeah. let's tackle them for eight yards or six yards. And so that, I think that was kind of the game plan. Just let's shorten the game a little bit. And so their offense does not have, you know, 14 possessions and we can get them to 11 possessions like that. That's the way we can try to win this football game. Eli, a couple rapid fires before we get you out of here. Thank you for your yeah. time. So gracious, man. Number one, and the Chiefs just added one piece today in Melvin Ingram, which I think is a really nice piece for them because they do need rushers, but they need things on offense. Give me one thing that would fix the Chiefs offense. I know there might not be one thing, but if you had to add one player to that Chiefs offense, guys are sitting in too high right now. Saw it last night. Yeah. It's going to be tough yeah. for them. Well, I think it's getting the running back layer back. I think if they can, they can run the ball and, and just feel confident running the ball. And, and also just with it, he's such a good receiving back. It's like, Hey, that's another short passing, getting him out, just getting, you know, Mahomes in rhythm. And, you know, if they can, but just like, you know, getting the run game going will help get a little bit more single high safety. will help get a little bit more man yep. uh, possibly. And that's when, that's when Tyreek and, and Kelsey and, and the, the, they can go, they can go wild. You talked about the streak, you know, 210 games, uh, which it should have been turned into 234. Yeah, but it probably was, shouldn't have been a break in there. Yeah, it should not have been a break. <laughs> so, what was the closest Eli Manning ever was to not playing a football game? Um, I think maybe maybe 2007, uh, first game of the season, we played the Cowboys, and you know, separated. And my right shoulder, you know, like a grade two AC joint, which is a you know form of separation. So uh, that that next week, it did not feel good throwing a football. I didn't I didn't practice till Friday. I took half the reps Friday, and it was like, eh, I can kind of throw it. Like it's like we can't throw any like play action sixty yard bomb. So like we got to keep it 
I can throw like a press go route 35 yards, but that's yep. kind of my, that's kind of my max here. Uh, what kind of beer was was Brett Favre offering you when I heard this story, Brett Favre called you into a bar like Uncle Rico when you were 17 and <laughs> he was trying to get you drunk. What kind of beer did Brett Favre give you? Do you remember what kind of beer was Brett Favre drinking? I'm pretty sure we were drinking, you know, Bud Light. I think okay. in Mississippi, but Mississippi, maybe a, maybe a Bud Heavy, maybe the maybe, ooh, but, ooh, Bud uh, Heavy. That wow, is yeah, classic. That's, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. probably, I, I could see that. I could see Brett Favre drinking Bud Heavy. Are you more tired of is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Question or where is Arch Manning going to college? Question. <laughs> and why would it be Virginia? Uh, yeah. 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 The hall of fame. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the hall of fame and, and dealing with that answering questions. I, I don't mind talking about arch and good. So where is he and, going to college? Going? Can we get <laughs> yeah. him to Charlottesville? I mean, Peyton's yeah. got some got the best thought. receivers in the country, best receivers in the country. Shout out to Marcus Hagans. There you go. Maybe I, he, he does this. His oldest, his oldest sister is at Virginia right now. She's a freshman at Virginia. So if you, you know, follows in the old sister's footsteps she could she can be, look out he, for he, him he, he could be there exactly all right so give me a, an, an nfl team you want to see draft matt corral after uh this this season if it, if it is huh that's a that's a good question uh you gotta think yeah it's uh who, who needs a quarterback um you know careful well, yeah. yeah, this is this is this is this is a uh, Eli's trying to think uh, about maybe the Saints. Maybe the, the Saints are coming up. The there Saints. you go. He's not on the tra- Trevor Simeon wagon. And then uh, lastly, one place you want to go in the SEC that you have, and for Eli's places, and one place you would never want to go in the SEC for Eli's places. Uh, never goes easy, you know. Uh, Starkville, Mississippi. You can't go, you know. <laughs> fucking cowbells. Yeah, you know if if you know, yeah, can't can't go there. Uh, and then where would I like to go? Um, you know, I think Ath- You know, go to Athens, yeah. Georgia. Great college town. Good, yeah. good. You know, good place. That'd be a, that'd be a good one. Some great stories. Come visit us in Charlottesville when when Arch comes up here, uh, and we can do an Eli's place up here. We'll take good care of you. Uh, any it. foundation plug for you before you go? I know you do great work off the field. Well, now out of the booth. Two men of the year right here. Oh yeah, you look at us. Yeah. Man, yeah. man of the year. Look man, at Walter us. Payton, man of the year. So, uh, which is you know we're in a fraternity together. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a good one. So. Uh, did a lot of work uh, tackle kids cancers of uh, uh, pediatric cancer research uh, through Hackensack Meridian uh, Hospital in New Jersey so we're doing doing great things helping kids uh, get healthy so uh, never never fair to see a child sick and, and dealing with cancer so not smart enough to be a doctor but I can raise some awareness raise some money and, and help those kids Eli you're the man enjoy playing against you and now I love watching you on TV and I will be uh I'll hit the bong before I come on next time, Eli. Okay? Perfect. Let's right. do it. Done right, deal. Thanks, Thanks Chris. a lot, Appreciate brother. Appreciate it, pal. Take it Thanks easy, so dude. Much. See you. Be well. Help support the Chris Long Foundation. Our mission is to bring together elite athletes and passionate fans to relentlessly serve our overlooked neighbors by creating solutions for clean water and education access. To get involved and find out more, visit chrislongfoundation.org or follow us at Waterboys. O-R-G, that's Waterboys Org on Instagram. Make favorite Eli moment, not from the interview, obviously. Oh, I was going to say balls. Balls, yeah. I think Um, that'll play. The Manningham pass and catch. Yeah. For me, yeah. Because that was about him. Tyree was kind of like a little of everything. 
Yeah, escape escapability is the second best ability next to availability. Availability, that's right. Good to have you back. I uh, I was at that Super Bowl in Nap City, and it was boring. In a good way. Yeah, the know? game was fine, but no offense to Indianapolis, lovely place, but I, I had just gotten surgery on my hand, and I was down there to make money, and so... I was drinking and nursing a surgically repaired hand, which is never fun. So I was uh, in and out of the hotel room. I had fun interviewing Eli. Uh, I, I did not. I okay. did not. Um, I thought you did a heck of a job. It was a it was a great interview. I just, you know, I've been out of the game for a couple weeks. Yeah, you're rusty. I was a little verbose in my questioning. Should have yeah. just been looser. Should have started loose. Should have got fucked up. I don't know about that. Eli was awesome. Love the uh, the Manning cast. My remote control got stuck last night. I lost my ro- remote, like lost remote, bottom five feeling. Mm. It was stuck on the uh, the Reggie cast, which is the regular cast. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I'm not saying it's bad, but uh, it's just the Manning cast has been my new uh, Monday night addiction, and uh, it was good having Eli on. Hey, we got to do uh, NBA City draft acknowledgement. Uh, 75th anniversary NBA City um, unis came out uh alternates if you will we got them all right here in front of us let's do a draft okay we're gonna do four sides so we were talking we were what talking, do we call it we call it, uh, it four loco well you said i like four loco because we get a four loco sponsorship reed would drink them all i feel like reed do you drink four loco no nah, not since uh 2014 but you really did though in 2014 oh yeah i had a couple you did the uh sidewalk slammers I don't know what a sidewalk slammer is. Uh, we don't need to go in. Okay. <laughs> well, because I found out your mom listens to this pod, so we don't Indeed. need to talk about you, you sidewalk slamming four locos, which you're not sure are even safe. Uh, but we got four weddings and a funeral was one idea you had. And I said, why not make it four weddings and four funerals? We'll pick our best four and our worst four. Yeah, I said four weddings and a funeral, like our best four and then our worst. Yeah. And then you put your own spin on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here I'm for I'm just it. here to help, you know, I'm like a muse for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Isn't a muse something that... Uh, Is here for something else? Correct? Well, yeah. tell me how. Yeah. You, um, you, um, you allow me to flourish. I, Create, I get to creativity. play off yeah. you. Yes. Creativity. Yeah. All right, cool. Four weddings, four funerals. Okay. And I won the coin toss for you the did. four weddings yeah, draft. Yeah, you get the first pick. And yeah, this is one of those visual um, segments. So I know it's a podcast and some of you guys are like, hey, what the fuck? But we have a link there in the show notes that, you know, you go to this link, you can look at every jersey we're about to be talking about. It's like news.nike.com, but the news might have updated there. So just check the show notes. Click. Okay, let's go. Right. If we fall short of describing these unis, go to the internet. With the first overall pick in the NBA City Edition uni draft, Team Macon selects the T-Wolves. Now, that's going to be bottom row. Where are they? Yeah, 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 classic. They weren't on my big board. Just to, really? Yeah, they weren't. So I should have stuck it. They look so much like, you know, the other T-Wolves unis. Like, I Well, yeah, they haven't been around that long. I know. I love the throwbacks, though, and these just are like a different take on the throbacks. This is a throwback with a a really pretty blue. Yeah, it's a pretty blue. I like it. I respect the pick, but that clears the way for me to make my number one choice. At, at two and three. Mm. Two and three. Here you are. Yeah, I think I'll go Clippers. Oh, my. You don't like them? Nope. The shorts are great. They have like a thing going on in the shorts. I love the colors. Which I are, think the Clippers should just stick to those colors. 
Well, sure. Uh, have those ever been the colors? I guess maybe at, at some point. No, I just, but I mean, it's not really about integrity here. Okay. I mean, look at the Raptors. Gold and black. And I'm taking the Raptors too. Wow. I didn't you think know, I'd like the, the Raptors. This, this is the, the wedding this is part, the wedding, not, not the, the funeral. Well, listen, I don't, I'm not in love with this slate here. Okay. I th- you know, like this is not, this has not been my favorite uh, and maybe not my favorite draft I've ever done. But when you click on the, uh, not the big screen version, like the pixelated version of Toronto and, and LA here, I think you'll get it. Okay. Have you done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You I still have. hate them. Still think they're cheeks. Yeah. Damn, there's a lot of other good uniforms on this board that I kind of passed up. I'm going four overall Chicago Bulls, that little script, giving you a Jordan Field top row. Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Did you see the shorts? Yep. Yep. Okay. The oh the bull in the in the black diamond. Yeah, kind of school. busy. Ooh. Kind of okay. busy. Like that pick. Coming from a guy who just selected the uh the dinosaur with a basketball uniform. And and then I'll go uh <laughs> I'm going to go Hornets with the honeycomb all over the place. Knew you do that when you went to the bathroom. Kingston thought you'd do that. Uh, at 1-1? One, one? Was uh, that the... I think he thought it... Yeah, he thought it might have been... And again, we're parking our cars in separate garages. Yes. I was really looking hard at the Bucks. okay? But then you get a closer look, way too much purple. Oh, I think you know, not that, enough. That, I mean, that stripe, uh, that, that stripe where they stop that multicolor stacking, which I love. And go just purple overdose all the way down to the down the IT band. That neck is also the neck is up. really fucked up. The neck is like uh, well, like it's a, fucked an up. Upside down two liter bottle. Yeah, it's stupid. It's a yeah. Stupid you're exactly neck. right. Wow. And you know what? Well, well, you, well, let's not get into the ones I hate. Okay. Uh, you got two picks. I'm right up. Here. I have two picks. Tough man, because John Morant makes Memphis so fucking cool. Like John Morant, not to mention the uh, the. The piping that they got going on. Am I using that correctly? Yeah, you are. Yeah. The the, the grizzly bear on the shorts. Beautiful. Uh, see, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, see, you, you haven't even seen No, this, no this I have. Show. I have. I have. I'm just going off this. You're no. like Eli on the Manning cast. I'm, I'm over here. To, hey, listen to my voice note. Okay. You don't even look at the shorts, dude. Well, see, are you taking Memphis? No. Okay. I'm not. Right. I'm going to take. Damn. Damn, 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 dude. There's a couple cool ones left. We can do honorable I, mentions. I really like the Sixers, man. I do too. I'm taking them. That's dude. a good pick. Yeah, because because at first glance I thought they were they were shit weak, and I was like, what are those colors about? Mm, but they're day. they're about the uh, the old stadium there. I, is I, that, is I that correct? Right. Yeah, I, it's a retro nod to uh, the what is it there? Spectrum. Yeah, Spectrum. You got red. It's beautiful. Orange. It's cool. And then green, it's blue. Truly retro. So terrific pick. Yeah, thank you. All right, first one of its kind on my draft board today. I'll go. Uh, you know I'm a sucker for lightning bolts. You know I'm a sucker for lightning bolts, but I think oh. the Warriors could have done better. I am going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> You're just reading the room. No, 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 no. You say a bunch no, of no, teams. No, no, no the I room. forgot. I forgot. I want the Lakers. I want the Lakers, bro. Okay. I want the Lakers. They were on my big board. I like the two stars. I think that's different. I know it symbolizes something. I have no idea what it does symbolize at all. Uh, the only reason I almost didn't take it is the Lakers, man. But it's an undeniably beautiful uh, uni, including the shorts. Shorts are, are tight, too. It's purple, so you know. Okay. I don't think this is going to – I'm not going to win the press conference here either. I'm going to go Nets just because of a nod to uh, – 
Drazen Petrovic. Yeah. He, he wore those bad boys. Bunch of white guys played well for the Nets in that era and, and into the early 2000s. KD modeling that bad boy. Looked, yeah. Looked that, sharp. You know what? That is really cool. I think maybe something about the shorts bothered me, but great pick, dude. Thank you. Golly. Those are our four weddings. Now our four funerals. You have the number one overall pick. I do have the number one overall pick. <laughs> I'll do OKC, bro. That was my number one. Like, who, who's yep. wearing that? Who's yep. wearing that? A, a white guy with an armband walking through a mall in the Midwest. <laughs> like, walking by Spencer's, looking at a lava lamp. Like, this is hideous. They just, it's a total cop-out. We just did white. This is the Caucasian edition. They, they got, the loves, the loves, uh, what is that? A, I love that they, their sponsor is loves. You know what loves is? It's a fucking truck stop all through the Midwest. I will say I I don't I think the the logos do ruin these for me like it, like Memphis looks so cool because it doesn't have a logo on it at least in this bro imagine that board meeting where they're like everybody's gonna be coming with some heat let's just do a white uniform okay see I think yeah I think you win the draft by virtue <laughs> Holy that pick shit dude I'm glad we we agree too yeah New Orleans is trash I'm not gonna pick them but I just want to tell you New Orleans is just regular New Orleans it's on my board okay they're trash it's a trash uni it's on my funeral board colors and all uh, I'll go number two overall. I'll go Orlando Magic. There are pinstripes again. There's a lot of orange. And yeah, uh, I don't know where they go black and orange. It looks like a you know party starts here thing or like a lotto logo. It, it's disgusting. It's gross. Um, those are cheap looking stars. That looks like you came off of a, of one of those uh, cheap. Uh, what is it? What, what do you put under your, your plates and your forks and knives uh, on the table? Napkins. No, no, the thing that goes over the whole table. Just oh, those uh, the, escaping the, me right the now. The chargers? <laughs> that goes under a plate. No, what am oh, I talking about? Oh, placemat. No, fuck, you know what I'm talking I about. I really don't. The thing that like when you're trying to have a fancy dinner. Chargers? Tablecloth? Tablecloth. <laughs> the party starts here at tablecloths, bro. See, I forgot. Tablecloth, tablecloth. Yeah, but yeah, that's what you. It remember. looks like a party starts here. Tablecloth, that mm -hmm. that orange on the outside. It's cheap. How did you make something that's presumably a nice fabric look so cheap? I don't know where to go here. Great pick, dude. Great pick. I uh, thanks. I um, God, I do want to go Nola. Is that where I'm going? Some of these guys just completely mailed it in. Well, I'll go with one who mailed it in. No offense. Hope none taken. New York Knicks. Yeah, they did kind of mail it in, dude. They just made it a black jersey. It's a Halloween edition, bro. Yeah. They, they did this at the last minute. They were like, fuck, we got to pick a city edition. When do they come out? Oh, next Tuesday. It's Halloween. If only we had a ton of history on which to draw on. I don't like it. I'm with you. Great pick. Thank you. I want to go Dallas Mavericks. Everything about this uniform, like your logo is a basketball with a cowboy hat. That's awesome. Yes. How do you not win with that player on your team? How do right. you not win with that player? How do you not win with a cowboy-themed uniform ever? They screwed it up with the paneling and the armpits. Terrible. And the neck. The neck is another upside-down two-liter bottle. Yep. Um, but this shit is terrible. And, and they need to go sit at the kids' table with Oklahoma State, who's also missing Oklahoma their opportunity. Be, be like the Wyoming Cowboys. They're at the adults' table. Yeah, Dallas. I get another pick. That's right. Your final. You know what? I, I want to give an honorable mention to Detroit. Check out their shorts. Detroit's on my board. They're, they're head, head nod, tip of the cap, nod of the dome to Detroit. 
I'll go. Spurs really found a way to fuck this up. Think so. I mean, like so many awesome retro looking ways you could go with the Spurs, man. I love the '90s Spurs uniforms. I would have taken San Antonio first, like in the weddings in the, or funerals. Yeah, in the, funer- weddings. In the yeah. weddings. You in the weddings. Those are fresh. You Crunchy. think they pull those yeah. up a little closer so we can roast the fuck out of these? <laughs> You're gonna have to, bro. I like that uh, turquoise. I love the trim. colors, cowboy. But but it's the shapes. It's it's, the execution. It's the execution. Part of the piping is is very neat and like kind of fragmented, and part of it is just like unabated to the shorts. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. Zoom out a little bit more. Am I still picking? I think you just made two, didn't you? No. I don't think oh, I that did. Oh, that was, you were just shouting out. You I was were just reading, shouting reading things. the room again. No, I'm not reading the room. Okay. I'm really not. I just have a lot going on in my head, dude. Uh, yeah, can attest. No. Uh, let's see. Hey, Sacktown's pretty fucking bad, dude. I, I was looking at Sacktown zoomed out, and I was like, okay, I like some classic script, but it looks it looks too playful to have the word Sacktown on your chest. If you have Sacktown on your chest, it can't look so kind of playful, you know? Yeah, everybody's Sack thinking. Town. About, everybody's thinking. They called us Sack City in St. Louis for a couple of years, and it was kind of awesome. But it was kind of always like, "Hey, we talking testicles?" <laughs> I'll round out with uh, New Orleans Pelicans. It's been discussed. Yeah, dude, it just <laughs> looks like they're uni. Yeah, they forgot. It's bad. They, they auto drafted. Yeah, they auto picked their their NBA City uniform. And I guess I, I golly, Celtics I do nothing do. for me. Um, Miami, I mean, is so middling. Yeah. So middling. And different numbers, too. That's bad. Uh, if I have another pick here, I'll go uh, Golden State Warriors, who was almost a wedding for you. It's well, a- it wasn't. It, they had wedding elements, but it just doesn't work together. The lightning and the, that and bridge the, It's logo. so close to what they're doing normally. He's pretty much. Just, there's some fucking different. two lightning emojis. Last pick. Oh, Team I got Chris. one more? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Fuck, dude. You can go Celtics. You just said it. I think it's fine. Yeah, you know... Uh, I like Denver. I like it okay. Utah, we've seen for a few years. Yeah, they, they, they barely even changed it. They didn't change anything. Cleveland, I think that's a good logo if we could actually see it on the thing. And that's not a problem with our screen. It's just a busy-ass... It's a busy-ass logo. Deal. It looks like a seal of a small city or something. All right. Yeah, Washington. I'll go with Washington. Like, every, all their uniforms look the same over the last few. They just have never been able to settle on a single ABA looking jersey. So, yeah, all looks the same. It's getting tired. Thanks to this particular professional sports league for letting us have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, guys. I mean, we'll talk about you when the playoffs come on. That's right. We'll probably have like a basketball guest on in about a month. And then we'll talk in the playoffs. Hey, and we'd be remiss if we didn't What's either, going on with Ben Simmons right now, huh? If we didn't congratulate the Atlanta Braves on a world championship or say, uh, everybody get ready for game seven. My uh, favorite team. Best two words in sports. Game seven. My favorite team has uh, is really, like they're in a deep division. That's why they didn't make mm. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You see the Braves? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yours? 
in a tough uh, league, that American League with the Astros and yeah, others. But a division is more what I'm talking about. Well, very about. deep division. I mean, we had to fight through Y'all the Rays, the Red Sox. Y'all take care. The other team, take care. Hey, y'all, we want you guys to interact with us more on, on social media here. Let me not sound like a fucking cop talking about this. We want you to talk to us. You know, like sometimes you get on there and you're like, hey, y'all aren't talking to us. Just type us a message on one of the various, uh, I don't know, we'll be on VSCO soon. We'll be on all types of shit soon. So right now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Uh, leave some comments, man. You know, Twitter is at Greenlight. And uh, YouTube, we're at Greenlight Tube, and uh, we're also always looking for free stuff. So we are once again asking you for random free shit in my Bernie Sanders meme voice. Uh, send packages to twenty one fifty Y Street, number five two six seven. That's Charlottesville, Virginia, two two nine zero five. Thank you in advance for all the wonderful things you'll send us. I'm